From St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina, Falcons Fly Radio brings you the BWE. The BWE. The HBCU student experience here at St. Augustine's University. Good afternoon. I am Janaya Love. Is it a pleasure to have all three of you here for this interview? If you will all do the honor of introducing yourself as well as where you are from. I am Stephanie Sierra and I was born and raised in Teucigalpa, Honduras. My name is Andrea Diaz. I was born and raised in Honduras. Ana Nunez and I was born and raised in Honduras. Thank you. So the interview's purpose is to shed light on cultural values for my class project, which is cross-cultural psychology class. And I can assure you that, that you will be able to change your names for the sake of the anonymous, if needed. I'm going to pose a series of questions that can help myself and others be knowledgeable on diverse cultures. The first question I have for you all is, what was it like moving from Honduras to North Carolina? I was stressed because I thought, how is people going to be there or what I'm going to do by myself without my family in a place that I don't know. But then when I came here and I met Ron Hershey, she was so nice. So I felt like I had another family in here. I'll say for me, it was yeah stressful because of the paperwork and stuff like that. But I don't think family-wise was that difficult because I used to have like a lot of trouble with my mom and stuff like that. We would always used to be fighting and stuff like that. So I felt like coming here was a way for me to like get away from that. Understood. And yes, yeah, as Stephanie mentioned, when I came here and I found Refresh and I actually came to the school, I interacted with a lot of people. I felt like I was home and I felt like everyone was very welcoming to us. Personally, I think it was very anxious for me because I've mostly like always been with my family and I'm very close to my mom. So I didn't know that Refreshes was gonna be that nice and we would get that close. So I thought I was gonna be by myself and just with Andrea because I knew her before coming here. So yeah, I was like, I just know one person and I don't know how this is gonna go. Understood, understood. How has moving to a new country affected your identity? I think it has been better than it was back home because when you're used to live in the same place for your whole life, I feel like you get lost in who you are. So it was like just this basic thing like, oh yeah, I've lived here my whole life, I'm this, I'm that. But then coming here, it was different because I thought, um, well, I felt like everyone really tried to understood where I was coming from and what was for us back home. So yeah, I think it's, it's been better and I definitely like feel more proud to be Hispanic than I did back home. Same. I think back home I was like, why should I do this? Like, why should I hear cultural music or something like that? But then once I came here, I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of being Hispanic. And then, yeah, I, I feel like I know who I am better now because I feel like I'm more mature and I understand how I changed once I came here. So yeah. Yeah, like myself, I feel like it changed me for the better because I got to know myself better, like the control I have over myself and just, you know, just grow as my own person. And yeah, I think like back being back home, I was like, yeah, I don't like it here no more and stuff. But now that I am here, I'm like, oh, I wish I was back home. I could go back home as often. So yeah, it changed me for the better, that's for sure. Going off what you said, Anna, this question also sparks. How do you deal with homesickness or feeling like an outsider in a new place? So I feel like I'm more homesick here because I call my mom every day, like every day. If I don't call my mom one day, I'll feel bad. So I feel that's my way to kind of 
get with the homesick just calling my mom and talk to her even though if i'm not talking i just rather leave my phone there with my right. mom there <laughs> um, also for me there's no proper way to cope with being homesick so i just try to forget i'm not at home <laughs> and i'll try to make this my second home yeah yeah i feel like it's not just my family what i miss i feel like I miss everything from back home. Like, for starters, one of definitely is food, like the people, my friends around. So, yeah, I would tr definitely say, like, I don't know. Calling my mom is also something that helps me very much. But there's always that, like, exact point when you, what, yes. no matter what you do, you're still going to be homesick. So, yeah. Moving into uh, more of your culture, what languages are spoken in your culture? So first language definitely Spanish. Yes. Then for the English part is only if you go to a bilingual school. And then there's certain parts in our country where they speak another language, but I'll say it's not a language, it's like a dialect mm -hmm. which is called Garifuna. By the Caribbean part of mm -hmm. our country. Yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to adjust to a language that is not your first? I'll say no. No. Talking about me, I've learned English since I was three years old. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've grown into it. Definitely coming here helped me because back home, I mean, besides the fact that you went to a bilingual school and you were forced to speak English in every single class, you didn't have the opportunity to interact with other people. So basically no way for you to, how do you, how can I explain Good this? To practice. Yeah, to practice with uh -huh. other people. So yeah, definitely coming here made me realize that, yeah. Yeah, that's why I feel it's not hard, but then I feel my English was like a book English, you know, like the way they just showed you like the grammar and stuff. Yes. I didn't know like whatever they say, like when you say where you add, where you put W-Y-A when you text. <laughs> the, the that was kind of, yeah, yeah, the slang. Slang. it was hard for me, so that was it. Yeah. What is the history of your culture? And to give you an example, like what are certain facts or notable features that would make Honduras stand out? I think there's a touristic play called Capanrinas, that is where the Mayans lived. We have those places there. I think most of the people know that because it's in Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico, where they have those. And then we have an island, mm -hmm. which is a very, like, very touristic place. I think yeah. if I'm saying this correct, our island is one of the biggest coral. How you call it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. The, name water, so. yeah. the name of the island is Roatan. Yeah, Roatan. yeah. So it attracts a lot of tourists. And I feel like the typical food is also very. And the money there is dollars. I definitely so. have some questions for that going forward. <laughs> what is the population of your country? You know, coming to America, you know, there's a very big population. In your own words, what would you say the size of the population is in Honduras? I mean, I do not even we're... close from here because it's a very small like country. So yeah, we like yeah, it's nothing compared to coming here. But yeah, it's definitely like ten million people back home. But I do feel like, like just the visuals, you do see that there's more people back home because there's a lot of people having a lot of babies, even <laughs> though they don't have the money for them, but they are just having babies. So I feel like visually, in Honduras, there's more people. Yeah. How is the transportation system in the most populated city in your country? So, it's where me and Anna live. It's very hectic. Uh, a lot of traffic. People don't actually respect like the driving stuff like back home. So yeah, when we came here, we actually realized how it's very organized, and they do respect 
the rules and stuff here. Because back home, definitely not. If you cross something, if you don't stop for a sign, they don't mind. You can just tell a police officer if they stop you, like, oh, yeah, I'll give you, I don't know, $20, and they will let you go. Wow. Yeah. The traffic is bad. You can even be one or two hours waiting. Mostly in Stephanie City. And yeah, because my city is crowded, like crowded. Me, for going to school, it was just half an hour, but I needed to go one hour early to be to able get to get there. America has one of the highest cost of living, which has been causing more people to extort to poverty. How is the cost of living in Honduras? So I'll explain it like this. If you're working in the U.S. and then you're going back home, you'll feel like you own the world. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yes. But if you work in Honduras and you live in Honduras, it feels like basically you're not having any money. Yeah, at just all. You're, you're just working to leave. Mm-hmm. You don't get like extra money for yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because most of the times it's not even enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. the paychecks back home, I feel like they're not even enough for how much people work. So, say this if you have the money here to buy a home, with that money where you guys can buy a home here, we can buy six back home. home. Yeah, yeah, that's how devaluated the money is back home. Because here, one dollar back home is 24 lempiras, which that's the name of our currency. And that's what I was going to ask next. How many different currencies do you have, or to better ask, what type of currency do you have? We only have one, and it's lempiras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's good to know, <laughs> especially about the part of one dollar being here is 24. That's 24.50. Yeah. Almost 25. Wow. And it changes. Cause Every think, time. And yeah, it can almost get a 26, stuff like that, yeah. Or 23, wow. it depends. Okay, these cash questions that I'm moving into are kind of basically more like fun facts or just <laughs> more things that I want to know about Honduras. What kind of music do people listen to in your culture? And do you like it or not? Why or why not? Okay, I'll start first. I'll say, so like traditional songs for back home, I think I just got tired of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we were in school, every single year we used to have this celebration. In September? In, in September. September. And so every time we used to go there, you were f- basically forced to, to dance. get to dance mm-hmm. to a certain song, to a dress, traditional song, to, to dress, dress like them. Yes. So it was like you get tired of them. It's just repeating in your head. head. But um, I'll say what we listen the most probably, reggaeton, Bad Bunny. Definitely. Salsa, bachata, bachata, bachata. bachata. and I love it. Personally, I love it. Yeah. I love the music. Yeah. I feel like I've heard more Hispanic music once I'm here than being back <laughs> home. Yeah. Back home, really? we used to only listen to um, Let's say English, Billie Eilish or English something like music. that. Yeah. Then I came here, only Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Between foreign music as an American mm-hmm. and your local music, which do you find more appealing? I feel for me now more appealing, I find Hispanic music. Because then here I've been going to Hispanic clubs, so I feel it's more <laughs> fun for me to hear Hispanic music than American music. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about enjoying, it's probably, yeah, Hispanic music. Yeah, definitely like Hispanic music. But here's the thing when we were back home, <laughs> everyone listens to the same music, so they like get me tired of it so that's why I don't listen to it back home. Right. But now being here, I would definitely love Hispanic music. Like Yeah. yeah. You guys mentioned about dressing for certain holidays and mm-hmm. celebratory things. What is the most celebrated festival or holiday in your country? September fifteenth. It's the independence of our country. Every school, high school, everywhere, even nationally, they even do mm-hmm. a, a parade. A parade, yeah. 
it's a parade in a and stadium. or you're in school, um, they made you go like, well, I, I guess it depends, but in my, my school and Anna's mm-hmm. school, we were supposed to march around a block. Yeah. So like our neighborhood from the school with the band, with the band, yeah, and they honors. had like yeah, so it was like separated. So they got like people who were in the honors, sports, volleyball, and then soccer, soccer, yeah. yeah. So in, definitely that one. Mm-hmm. In my city, they did like a huge parade. Even the president was there mm-hmm. to watch all the high schools doing that that they did. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is your favorite festival in your country? The Holy Week. Holy Week, yeah. <laughs> it's vacation time. Yeah. Well, can you explain more? Of, um, okay, so like Holy Week for us is like spring break for you. Okay. So it's an entire week of vacations. and But like there's one season specific. Like they do like these rocks, rocks, you know, made of sand. Mm-hmm. And like they dedicate it to Christianity and stuff. So, yeah, it's very nice. And it's mostly like I think that's the city. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. that Holy Week is not supposed to be vacation. It's supposed right. to be <laughs> for church, church. For, for church, church the right. whole week. Yeah. But I mean, it was the thing that got you the most excited back home because in school, well, I mean, I can talk for our school. It was not like you didn't get a lot of breaks. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was like counting down the days so like having the Holy Week because it was like that week, we, like you get off, yeah. you have no, <laughs> no things school, to worry yeah, about. So yeah, definitely that one. That's very interesting. Are there any certain dishes and recipes that are important in Honduras? I would say the three of us are gonna agree in one. Any baletas? That if you go like, where do you find baletas? They're gonna say Honduras. That's like a traditional plate there. So pupusas. it's like, well, pupusas is a very debatable thing. Yeah, okay. Because we like we take pride out of them because we think. It's ours, but I think it's from Mm. but I think it's from another country. Yeah, it's like fifty-fifty. They like share it at this point. But I think because we made it different, so in our country it's like we made it some type of way, and then in El Salvador where I guess it originally was from, Mm -hmm. they made it another way. But I guess that one baleadas, which is like a flour tortilla with beans. Oh, um, the halitas. That's fried plantain. But then when I said fried plantain, people here never understand me. I was going to say about the baleadas. When, we, when you explain that to someone from here, uh-huh. they're like, oh, basically a burrito. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> it's very it's burrito. like beans, ch- cheese, uh, butter. Bread. But it's like, we have a, like a butter mm-hmm. that it comes out of the milk. But it's not like the but it's not butter. butter. Here. It's not. It's not the butter, butter it's not here, like, but it's different. I'm, okay, I so get yeah, it. so yeah, uh-huh. so it's it's called butter because if we translate that word butter uh-huh. for us is mantequilla. So that's what it means for us. That's how we call that thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But if you put that in English, that's butter, butter. for you. But we you also know, have butter, butter, like actual butter. Actual butter. butter. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I would say that is a that's definitely our main dish. But yeah, if Pollo you try chuco. to if you try to explain to someone here, it's not gonna sound that good. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, Andrea, you mentioned about um, dresses mm-hmm. and everything. What are some famous traditional dresses of Honduras? Okay, so this one that Anna mentioned that we used to dress up in school. So it's this white dress, and it has a bunch of colors. Yeah, it's yeah. called typical dress. And I think I know. I feel like I know what you guys. It's like on the shoulders. It has yes. like it's a huge like scare. a dress or something. Mm-hmm. Like a I uh-huh. think I know yeah. what you guys are talking about. Yeah. And then we used to dress like 
Indians kind of basically too. yeah he's like the shoes he's uh-huh. every that entire outfit the dress the out <laughs> the sandals like your hair he's like braids oh yeah and, and it's like the competition is literally called Indians mm-hmm. yes we have a co- like in this in school we had a competition so mm-hmm. one of each like classification uh-huh. had to represent yeah. mm-hmm. so it was like Miss and Mister for each classification they used to dress off like, as Indians, Indians. yeah, yeah. Oh. if you have been to a marriage ceremony. How are they celebrated in Honduras? Marriage? Um, yeah. A marriage? Marriage ceremony. You know how yeah. we, at America, America, we had a typical white dress. Um, yeah, something, same. some people jump over the broom for good luck or. Yeah. What I, is your. Yeah, I think it's the same. Definitely white dress. I think, well, I've been to, I don't know how many weddings, but <laughs> all of them are basically the same. You the go same. to chapel first, they get married there, and then mm-hmm. we all go to No, you did the civil first. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like the, the, the government like, one. Yeah, the paper one. You go, the but that's one. a very private thing. It's only the first yeah. the bride. It's only the couple and then their family, like their nuclear family. And then, but the actual wedding, wedding day, it's just, you go to chapel, they get married there by someone, by a priest or something like that. And then once that is done, then we all go to a, party. a, a hotel With, uh-huh. where they have like the reception, reception food, and everything. pictures, dance. Yeah, but in the actual wedding, it's just the the bride like throwing the the, the bouquet. The bouquet yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah for good luck, I don't know if we had some, but I know, yeah, the groom. You know how they put those laces in there, like in, I don't know if you'll do it. In the thigh. Yeah, you put a lace here. And yeah, then and you have to take it off. Yeah, we yeah, have to take it so off. So he goes yeah. on in the dress. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, that yes. one. Yes. Okay, that's good. So there are similarities. Mm-hmm. How do people greet each other in Honduras? <gasps> Kiss yeah. on the cheek. Kiss on the cheek and a hug. And uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's one thing that is very hard here. To do here. Yeah, because yeah. when we first got here, it was like we were used to greeting. Even if you don't know someone and you go with your family to, I don't know, a random place, and you go there and your parents know this, I don't know, they're some family, right? And you go to a place, you have to greet them. With Everyone. A, every every single, single person. person. With a yeah. with a, um, with a kiss on their cheek and a hug. But here it's just like a handshake. Yeah, it was a hard adjusting to do <laughs> yeah. that. Or here they don't even care if you say hi or not. It's just like hi, walk. bye. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, back home is very disrespectful if, if we don't do greet it. someone like yeah. that type of way. Are people treated differently based on their gender in Honduras? I would say it depends on where you go. So the thing back home is church is a very important thing for mm-hmm. us. So, for example, since school and stuff like that, it was not like a very open idea, I'll say, because our school was basically by a church. It was Episcopal church. Right. Yeah. So it's like they don't support that, but it's not like if you're, you know, you are part of one of them, it's not like you get treated differently. I think it's just a matter of it's not what we support, but we're not gonna, we're not here to disrespect you. Yeah, basically. you get the respect. Let's say Whatever. about the LGBTQ community. Yeah, it's like you do find people, mm-hmm. but then it's not like socially accepted. Mm-hmm. It's not very yes. open uh-huh. as it is in open. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the importance of family in your culture? It's very important. Let's say I've seen a difference. Like for me and my family, we all sit down in dinner, lunch, or whatever. We all sit down together to eat. But then I found out that here some people don't do that. They just take their food and eat in their room. I mean, I used to take my food to my room. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it depends on the family because uh-huh. I know, for example, mine, we we were not used to do that. But it was because my parents were like 
they came back um, home very late. So it was like my siblings and me and probably my grandma eating together. And then when they used to come back from from work, they would sit down together and eat. But answering your question is a very important thing, definitely everything. Yeah. I feel like uh, families back home are kind of closer than they're here. Yeah. Because if yes. you go to college back home, you don't live in the dorm, mm-hmm. in the no. university. You just, you just go to college and go back home. Go you back drive home. and get back. So, yeah, people will leave around, what, 22 when they're home, basically? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, back home, you can even go party with your parents. <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah. You go to the club. With yeah, I, I feel like here is a very, definitely more, like, open situation thing. Like, you'll get more freedom to say mm-hmm. so. We don't. It's like, I mean, my parents were not strict, but still, I think we have more rules back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is just a question that's gotten to my mind. Are there any, like, age restrictions? You know how here you have to be, like, 21 and up or 18 and up. Are there age restrictions? To drink, you need to be 21 or so still mm-hmm. To drive, 18. 18. 18. Yeah. Back home, we don't have, like, the permit, so you have Uh to be, like, actually 18 to get to drive. So, So, I don't know if it's different here, but our IDs, Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to have them before we're 18. Uh We have to be 18 to get an ID. That's why I still don't have one. Yep. It's the same for voting, too. If you don't have your ID, you You don't vote. vote. Uh You have to be 18 to be able to vote. And you have, like, a a specific school for you to To go and vote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, these next questions are kind of related to you mm-hmm. about the campus as a whole. How do you see your culture on this campus? I see it's very lacking, <laughs> to be honest, because when I came here, there was just one girl from Honduras, and now she just graduated. I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Dilsia. Yes, I know who you're talking uh-huh. about, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say non-existent, because it was only Dilsia, and we knew Angela and Michelle. But, but they already graduated. Yeah. I just wish people knew that there's more to Hispanic people than Mexican. Yeah. Because yes. they always uh-huh. think, like, yes. oh, you're Hispanic, you're Mexican. No, I'm not. So, yeah. But, like, are you from Honduras? Is that in Mexico? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's a different I mean, countries. I think there's people here because I've, well, we, um, for over the last year, we met a lot of people that were Hispanic, but they never, they never felt comfortable mm-hmm. saying that they were. We just found out because, I don't know, you will be walking around campus and they're like, oh, you all speak Spanish? We're like, yeah. And they will be like, oh, yeah, I'm from DR. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from this and that. But if you ask someone from here, like a staff or a faculty mm-hmm. member, they will never, ever guess they were Hispanics. Yeah. Wow. If you could give someone advice on how to deal with this transition, what would it be? Be patient. It's not easy. Not everyone was respectful. Not everyone has the same life uh, as you, and be open-minded. I feel it's sticking what you believe, because see, if you stay in what you are truthfully believe, you're going to be okay. Yeah, definitely always be yourself. Don't let anyone change your mindset or anything, because you're not going to work like that. You need, you're your only person, and you need to stick to it to, you know, move fo- move forward with it. Like, my thing is not try to change what everyone else thinks because I know not everyone's going to think the same thing as me. So, yeah, I'll think, yeah, I'll say just respect what everyone else says. But, yeah, what Anna and Stephanie say, just stick to what you believe and what is truth to you. Mm -hmm. We have a few more questions. Um, This one is, did you ever believe that you would be in this position? No. Here's the thing. When I knew I was coming here, I didn't know what an HBCU was. Back home, we don't have that term. We yeah. everyone goes to whatever school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we kind of find out that in here, 
we're cool with it. We I actually do like when people ask us, do you like it here? We do. It's very different experience, so we love it here. So yeah, I never thought I was gonna be in this situation, but I don't have no problem with it. I like it being here. So yeah, I was gonna say nope. I never thought. I mean, I always wanted to come to the U.S. to study, mm -hmm. but. As we were explaining about the money and stuff like that, it's very different if you yes. leave and work back home to pay for a college tuition right. in the U.S. So I'll say no, but then when I found out, it was what Anna explained. We didn't know that um, we were coming to an HBCU. Mm -hmm. So it was very different at the beginning, but I would say you get used to it very fast because it's not, I mean, we have a lot of things that are not different, but at the same time, we have a lot of things in common. Like we had a lot, a lot, a lot of people back home that moved from here or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's not that hard. And yeah, as Anna said, I love it here. I actually enjoy being here and getting to know everyone. Same. So I free. feel yeah, because I didn't, I didn't even knew I was gonna be coming <laughs> to the U.S. I was, mm -hmm. I even started college back home. Same. I did a year, but then I did knew I was coming to an HBCU. So I said like, it's nothing new for me. Because people say, like, oh, do you have black people back home? And I'm like, yeah, we do. Like, my complete church was almost black, all of it. So it was nothing new for me. I was okay with it. But I do like it here. That's good. That's good to know. To piggyback off of that, how did St. Augustine's University open opportunities for you? Ooh, I feel like being, look, SAU for me is not a small school, but I've heard like for a lot of people it is a small school. Mm -hmm. So I feel like saying it's a small school, it opens more opportunities for everyone so you can be on the top because, you know, there's not too much people. And if you just do a good job, you can find a lot of opportunities. That's why I'm really happy to be in that business school. Cause, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I was going to say that because definitely it's very much easier for you to get a good job a good workplace if you graduate from the U.S. and then you go back home. Because if you graduate from a school back home and you try to find a job back home, it's going to be so hard. Mm. I'll stick to what Stephanie said. It's definitely better that the school is very small. But, yeah, I definitely don't feel like the school is small. Um, we're just talking, like, this week how I felt like there's a bunch of people here that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like it's a big, big school. But mm. I think it's what we were talking about is very different back mm -hmm. home. It's just... Yeah, big schools, mm -hmm. a lot of people. But you know everyone, <laughs> everyone knows everyone, so, yeah. yeah. But definitely a lot of opportunities, a better chance to get to know everyone. Yeah, definitely, like, there's a lot of opportunities. Sometimes I don't feel like it because they're business school. I'm a criminal justice major, yes, so justice. a lot of things that I would love to do implies for me to be a citizen mm -hmm. or a resident here, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to find it. anything. It's right. just what I would like my mind was set on it, something I know how to change it but like a lot of opportunities and people are like oh you're gonna find more stuff in the business school I know it's the biggest like school we have on campus but that's I feel like it's not for me so I, I like where I'm at and I know if I keep going how I am right now SEU definitely did a lot for me that's good is there anything you would like to see happen at St. Augustine's University to incorporate your culture I feel like I heard last semester they were gonna do like a carnival, but I think it was with every single like country in the ISO organization. So I don't know if I had something in mind, but I'll just say like more activities where we get to teach everyone else about the Hispanic culture. Yes, I yeah. definitely agree. I feel like creating 
a soccer team. These sound so Hispanic of me, but no, I feel like creating a soccer team. We don't have a soccer yeah. team. That, that is a very so Hispanic nice. thing. Yes, it is. I used to play soccer. we just same. So it would be such fun to have a female soccer team, male yes. soccer team, and that could even bring more diversity and to campus. Yes, well, I heard with the baseball team, they had a lot of Hispanics here. Uh-huh. But because they got rid of it, I don't So yeah. They used to have baseball here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. We definitely need to incorporate. We'll talk to the president. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last question. What advice would you give someone traveling to your country? Do your research. Because as every country, it's not like if you go, it, not every single place you go, it's a safe place. There's definitely a lot of places. I'm not going to sit here and lie that, oh, yeah, if you go back to my country, it's all safe. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. So I'll say, yeah, definitely do your research. And go to a, the touristic places, because I think those are the best. <laughs> like, even us, that we live back home, I've lived my whole life there. I've never been to m- most Multiple, of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I would definitely say uh, know some Spanish or have something with you that's going to help you translate stuff. Because, let's say, it's certain, like, areas, if they know you're American, and you go back home, they're going to try to, like, scam you. Scam you. Yeah, yeah, so definitely, like she said, do research and, yeah. And get connections, because if you know people from Honduras, it's going to be easier to move there <laughs> and everything. I mean, Rotan is one place I know every every American, every, every person from around the world can go there, because it's a very, very open place. It, they speak English, and it's actually in, in dollars. dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good to know. If you could introduce yourself one more time. Okay, I am Stephanie Sierra, and I was born and raised in Teucigalpa, Honduras. My name is Andrea Diaz. I was born and raised in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. I am Ana Nunez, and I was born and raised in Honduras. I am Janaya Love. Is it a pleasure to have all three of you here for this interview? Well, thank you. That concludes our interview questions, and I appreciate all three of you guys coming out. The BWE. The BWE. The HBCU Student Experience here at St. Augustine's University.